Now let's get up close on this Friday morning with Professor Zhang Huang, Hanguk University of Foreign, Lang- uh, Foreign Studies Law School. Thank you. Good to have you here. Good morning, Alex. And um, the nationalist backlash, is it receding around the world? There, there wasn't uh, such a time, I guess, where we were thinking about immigration, about uh, all the issues that came up around Brexit and Donald Trump with such intensity. So it felt like the people were rising up against Islam, against migrants that were seen as undesirable, even Mexicans within the United States that talk of the border wall. But was that just a fad, I guess, is what you're asking today, Professor Huang? Yeah, I mean, just not so long ago, people are talking about global trends. And, you know, on top of the political and social pressures that you just mentioned, there was also economic anxiety. You know, the globalization has been sort of uh, deemed to be the, this you know, devil child of the ne- neoliberalism that many people like to bash over. And the fact that, you know, as tr- uh, you know, the Trump presence in the United States, Brexit being unexpectedly winning in the UK, and the rise of these right-wing parties in countries such as France, Austria, Austria, Hungary, the Netherlands, India, and so forth, people were really beginning to wonder that, hey, are we seeing this sort of, you know, rise of nationalism that, that we saw, you know, prior to World War I and World War II? I mean, mm. those are kind of frightening historical precedents. Yeah, I mean, certainly in the case of Britain, the fact that fascism failed in Britain before World War Two, I think, is a key indicator that if it, if it failed then, I don't think it's going to succeed now, uh, or any kind of brand of, exactly. of extreme politics. Uh, but the thing with Britain is, you'll always have pockets of the population who will show their frustration, especially during tough economic times. Back in the uh, pre-war period, it was uh, East European immigration and uh, pockets of East End of London yep. were disgruntled. Here, here we find ourselves in a situation where Islam is the common e- enemy, but, but different countries respond in different ways to that, ultimately, don't they? Yeah, and you know, I think World War Two is a very vivid uh, historical depiction of that, that you know differential uh, attitudes. I, I guess you know what we what you could get comfort these days is that if you actually look at the countries that I just mentioned, United States, UK, and France, Germany, what have you, now you know in a matter of few weeks or even few months, it seems that this nationalist backlash that we we worried about is sort of receding. You know, and Trump uh, in the United States, President Trump has you know record low approval ratings in the UK we just saw uh, Prime Minister uh, Theresa May getting trounced in the elections at least measured against her you know the snap election time expectations and in France we saw election of Emmanuel Macron and so forth so I mean you could argue that you know around the world or at least in the in the advanced economies in the West the nationalist forces might be receding and that's actually showing up in various polls that, that we have uh, uh, yes. records for well let's Let's just play devil's advocate for a moment. In France, Marine Le Pen was never forecast to win a runoff election. I mean, th- th- well, she was never supposed to get there in the she first was never place. Maybe yeah. supposed to get there in the first place. That's true. But um, but actually, that just played out according to expectations. Once they knew that she was going to be a serious contender, uh, Donald Trump. Well, he's Donald Trump, <laughs> uh, and 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 the reasons for his unpopularity. Whilst, of course, they probably do touch on a on a liberal backlash to his uh, attempted Muslim ban. There's a lot else going on. Oh in that yeah, picture. absolutely. And then, likewise with Theresa May, 
for those Brexiteers, the supporters of leaving the EU, I think they've realised that they've been left uh, in a ship without a rudder, without a paddle, and wondering whether Theresa May has a clue on how to implement this. So, if we were looking at stronger leaders in all these cases, would that continue the wave of nationalism or would people say actually no they don't subscribe to that what do you think i think the answer is we don't know i mean the same with the how this nationalist backlash we were supposed to around the world were not that uniform each country had very unique stories and and that you know once this national backlash achieved a certain momentum they actually lost out and so just because you know right now the trend seems to be receding i think we also can't be really sure that whether this is really permanent or are we going to see the backlash coming back or are we just seeing a little bit of a lull before the storm i mean i think lesson to be learned is that we are really not sure how these trends are changing around the world and how very quickly i mean you know in, in the case of uk just think about what the poll showed just 6 weeks ago as opposed to what the election show i mean the, there was a huge swing in public sentiments and you know there are various reasons for that but the the fact remains that a lot of things do go go in a very unexpected manner yeah i mean the the thing is that we should remember that the conservative party in britain is nowhere near as as right of center as say the republican oh, party in the mm-hmm. united states and maybe the greatest barometer of the failure of nationalism in the uk is the uh, demise of ukip yeah thank god actually uh, U- <laughs> U- ukip uh had managed to gain more of a mainstream footing uh, and probably was the biggest victor in that yep. whole brexit vote but with the resignation of nigel farage they disappeared Exactly. And now, you know, Theresa May's prime ministership is in danger. Hard Brexit seems like to be a very difficult card to really push forward. I mean, you know, you probably know the UK news better than I do, but it really seems that, you know, that that backlash that we, you know, and for a while, you know, for someone like Nigel Farage and Boris Johnson seem to be so on, the, on the ascendancy, actually. But, you know, now, well, and then again, I guess there's, there's a talk about Boris Johnson becoming the next prime minister. Yeah. So we'll see about that. Well, I, I mean, honestly, this Greenfell tower fire i think has uh, severely damaged those hopes because there are suggestions that boris johnson right. in the past uh, wasn't as diligent as he might have been in preventing that fire and and i and you know i i don't know necessarily whether the the the, the tower fire will have the same resonance in society as the sewol disaster here but it will certainly have a very strong political impact yeah and i'm sure that you know there should be some investigation and there are certainly certain public comments and public actions that british government at the time did not take at, uh, yeah. which might have contributed to the, the the tragedy so i think it is an unfolding story but i guess what i would like to emphasize is that you know these trends you know just you know really we need to be really careful about making big pronouncements you know you know just a few months ago it was all about the this global nationalist back- backlash you know demise of globalism and so forth and now I think we we should also be equally very careful in saying that hey nationalist backlash is on on the receding end. I, I think that as you mentioned before, the pockets of nationalism very strong in various parts of the world. Yeah. And if thank God you know this is not really turning out to be ugly and things are you know very ugly aspects are receding. But I think we should be really uh, keeping an eye out for you know very bad developments further. I I actually think there's a parallel to be made with Korea on this and just. Go with me here for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the the threat of um, terror 
and the threat of North Korea have parallels and people expected with North Korea's tensions to be ramping up that that would affect or hurt Moon Jae-in's chances of election and ultimately it didn't. Likewise, I think in the UK we didn't see anything like the wave of conservative support that there should have been just after that huge right. terror incident in, in Manchester. And people, I think, are starting to realise that nationalism or uh, a totally anti-North Korea stance are not necessarily the ways to solve these problems. In Korea's case, I think the uh, sort of the right wing of the Korean political spectrum have been uh, playing the red, uh, the red baiting card far too long and uh, people have sort of gotten used to it. And the fact that North Korea hasn't done anything really visible, at least from the South Korean perspective, I think that the influence of the North Korean card is limited. As for, you know, UK, I mean, obviously you're probably more familiar with the news than I am, but I think the news that, you know, uh, Theresa May was instrumental when she was the Home Secretary to cutting 23 from the police workforce I think has done a great deal to really hurt her credibility. Yeah, but a lot of the right-wing press weren't playing on those points as much as they might have. But but still, Jeremy Corbyn, he was red-baited as well (laughs) and and even some of his supporters just played along with that. Uh, that There are some parallels there. I'm not saying people are swinging to the left necessarily, but they're realising that a more nuanced approach is is required and indeed... Indeed, yep that traditional conservatives have not necessarily been as principled as they might have been. It's interesting. Um, We're not going to find fundamental answers in the time we've had available today, but it's certainly food for thought, and we thank you very much for helping us go up close today, Professor Juan. Thank you very much. And that's our show for today. News headlines coming up next.